Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I'm your host, Casey Hendrickson. Want to thank our sponsor, R&B Car Company. Locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. Go to rbcarcompany.com for today's specials and promotions. Well, let's just go ahead and dive into some of the stuff we heard about impeachment yesterday. We have to lead off with the former Attorney General of Florida, Pam Bondi. I make no apologies for my feelings about Pam. Former Florida Attorney General Pam Bondi made the White House case on the Senate, on the Senate floor. I should say at the hearing is technically not on the floor. Um, and she she started off this way. I'm not going to do the, the full 30 minutes, but we were sitting here watching her in the studio while she was giving her presentation yesterday on the show. And I just want to go ahead and she's a very effective um, Attorney General. She was also really good lawyer. So I just want to go ahead and I want to play for you a little bit from Pam Bondi. And then we're also going to play some Alan Dershowitz today. And then in the five o'clock hour, play some different sound bites. Okay. So I just want you to kind of listen to how she framed this case. And she framed the case very well because people have to understand something about how the origins of this so called impeachment scandal with the phone call with Ukraine. The Biden family had been accused of breaking the law, specifically Hunter Biden had been accused of breaking the law long before there was a Donald Trump candidacy. So this isn't something that is brand new. This is something that is old. And it is also something that the the Ukrainians were investigating before that phone call ever happened. And again, none of the impeachment articles are actual crimes, and the president hasn't done anything actually illegal. So... This is Pam Bondi kind of framing that case early in her introduction as she was giving her her um, her thoughts on everything, because I, I don't think it's called technically a deposition, but this is Pam Bondi. Members of the Senate, when the House managers gave you their presentation, when they submitted their brief, they repeatedly referenced Hunter Biden and Burisma. They spoke to you for over 21 hours and they referenced Biden or Burisma over 400 times. And when they gave these presentations, they said there was nothing, nothing to see. It was a sham. This is fiction. In their trial memorandum, the House managers described this as baseless. Now, why did they say that? Why did they invoke Biden or Burisma over 400 times? The reason they needed to do that is because they are here saying that the president must be impeached and removed from office for raising a concern. And that's why we have to talk about this today. They say sham, they say baseless, because they say this, because if it's okay for someone to say, hey, you know what, maybe there's something here worth raising, then their case crumbles. Because they have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that there is no basis to raise this concern. So Pam Bondi's making the point, by the way, keep my audio queued up, Joe. She's making the point, look, the Democrats come in here over 400 times. They mention Burisma. They mention Hunter Biden. 
And they say that the accusations against him are baseless. And she says the reason that they are bringing that up is because if anybody discovers that the accusations are not baseless, their entire premise for impeachment falls apart. Okay? Because, again, you can't declare your candidacy to run for office simply to avoid potentially being investigated or a relative being investigated. All right? And that's what some people are arguing that Joe Biden has done. Joe Biden who has been accused by Ukrainian government officials of taking millions of dollars. His son has been accused of taking millions more. The Ukrainian government officials, including top law enforcement officers in that nation, have accused a prominent American company tied to the Democratic Party, many prominent Democrats, and the DNC of money laundering and stealing money from the Ukrainian people. Okay, Those are accusations that did not originate With Donald Trump, Donald Trump Jr., Fox News, any blog, any right-wing anybody, those come from government officials in the Ukraine. Now, I've said it before. Those government officials could be wrong. Those government officials could not be telling the truth. That is all entirely possible. But you have to investigate. If you call the police because you want to report a crime, the police have to investigate if a crime actually happened. And the Democrats are saying, hey, these accusations against Hunter Biden and now these new accusations against Joe Biden while he was president, a vice president of the United States, which would be a crime to do what Joe Biden did. Hunter Biden may be affiliated with some of the criminal accusations against Burisma. Those predate the Trump candidacy. Those go back to when Joe Biden was still vice president. And if you're saying that we shouldn't at least look into them to make sure that they are innocent, especially since one of them is running for the presidency of the United States, what a pattern the Democrats have had and the media have had on this. Hillary Clinton did break the law, several of them, multiple times. That's a fact. That's indisputable. People still wanted to ignore that and say she should run for president. You point out that, well, look, Not only if we did what she did, we would be in prison, and we have examples of people who did far less than her who actually went to prison. One of them used the Hillary defense, by the way. That was the guy who took the pictures of the submarine that he was stationed on, took a couple of pictures inside the submarine, got sentenced to uh, to jail time for that. He used the Hillary defense on that. He said Hillary Clinton did far worse. She didn't go to jail. Why do I get to go to jail? So you have these people who are going to jail, going to prison, being convicted of crimes for doing far less than Hillary Clinton did. But beyond that, At a bare minimum, Hillary Clinton would have had her classification clearance revoked. You can't be president of the United States if you can't even get security clearance. And yet people are saying, well, you know what? Orange man bad. uh, And I don't really care who's running against him. I don't want him in office. And uh, yeah, I love me some Hillary. But the fact of the matter is Hillary Clinton broke several laws. That's indisputable fact. Okay. You might still, your opinion, believe that she should be president of the United States. The facts are she broke the law. All right. So you've got Democrats in the media during the Hillary Clinton fiasco and scandals excusing law breaking and saying you're not even supposed to talk about it. She's running for president. Ignore all of the crimes that she's committed. And they're doing the same thing now with the Biden family. So we've got this pattern of behavior now with, again, prominent Democrats and the media in the United States to excuse potential criminal activity by presidential candidates and their relatives. If you type Bill Clinton in there, obviously you've got the relative angle with the Hillary Clinton campaign. 
So you have all of these things. And the press just continues to ignore it. And when the, the Democrats go out there and they want, I'm going to say members of the press, when senators and representatives go out and they do their punditry in the press, and when you have uh, the actual politicians on the floor of the Senate or the floor of the House, the previous hearings, sit there and say, all of this stuff with Hunter Biden is a conspiracy theory. It's been debunked. It's not true. That's the lie. It's not been fully investigated. You've got Ukrainian government officials literally sitting here. They had a press conference. What was it, a week ago? They had a press conference where they said, we keep trying to present new evidence against prominent Democrats for criminal activity and election meddling. And we can't get the Trump administration to give us visas so we can come to the country and present our case in person. Now, like I told you before, I believe that the Trump administration is like, you know what, we're dealing with this right now. And if you guys come over and you give us new evidence, even if the evidence is correct, the Democrats are just going to accuse us of colluding again. And it's just going to restart this entire cycle. And they're going to go, see, look, he's still trying to collude with the Ukrainians, which we know that Hillary Clinton colluded with the Ukrainians. This is another thing. You've got members of the press and you've got politicians running out there and saying it's a debunked lie that the Ukrainians helped the Hillary Clinton campaign. Two Ukrainians were convicted of helping the Hillary Clinton campaign. They were convicted in a court of law in the Ukrainian country. Okay? They're in jail. To say that it's debunked and that Ukraine didn't interfere in the the U.S. elections is a lie. It is a lie that is easily debunked with a 30-second Google search. Beyond that. We have senior members of the Ukrainian government on audio tape admitting they helped both sides in the election, which, for the record, isn't illegal. <laughs> okay, It's not illegal in the United States. Now, those Ukrainians, they were convicted. They broke Ukrainian law. But as far as U.S. law is concerned, you can absolutely get information from a foreign government. That is okay. You just can't promise favors for doing it. So... Anytime somebody tells you, oh, Hunter Biden stuff, that is debunked nonsense. No, it isn't. And that's what Pam Bondi was laying out the case with. She spoke for almost 31 minutes. I played one minute and 40 seconds of it. I'll play some more of the audio here in just a couple of minutes. But in that one minute and 40 seconds, she already proved everything the Democrats were saying was incorrect. I shouldn't say she proved it, but she she laid out why what they were saying was incorrect. And why they were actually saying it. Because once you realize that these accusations against Hunter Biden and Joe Biden are in fact credible because they come from credible people. They come from members of the Ukrainian government themselves. Not some dude somewhere who used to be, oh, I don't know, a spy for the British government and is being paid by the DNC to write a dossier. These are actual government officials of a foreign government. A government that we have a treaty with that we are bound to help them in their criminal cases, especially in the discovery phase, which right now the United States is in violation of because we're not helping them in that case. They keep asking us for it. They've had two or three press conferences begging the United States to help them with this investigation, and we have not done so. Like I said, I understand why the Trump administration is not, but we're still in breach of that treaty that we have with them. So that's the whole point of what Pam Bondi was was pointing out. She's like, they can't tell you 
that these accusations against Hunter Biden are valid because if anybody comes to the conclusion that they might be valid, the entire premise of impeachment falls apart. The entire premise. The Democrats are saying the accusations don't exist. The accusations against Hunter Biden are not real. They're debunked. This has already been put to bed. None of this is true. And Trump is trying to fabricate it in order to beat Joe Biden in in an election. And the moment you erase that with the facts that these predate a Trump candidacy, that this is not the only accusation against him because he's got accusations coming out of China and other countries as well. Now that it possibly involves monetary benefit to Joe Biden himself and that these accusations are coming from government officials in the Ukraine, suddenly they have credibility. And if they have credibility, the United States is bound by law to assist the Ukraine in these investigations. And the Ukraine is bound by law to assist the United States in these investigations. And the entire premise of impeachment falls apart. Besides the fact that the two articles of impeachment are not crimes. So more on this coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And uh, word coming through. Thank you to the live stream who's watching on YouTube and Twitch for letting me know about this. Uh, we just had the news hit tell you about the earthquake off of the coast of Jamaica, 77 But I guess they've evacuated some high-rises in Miami as a result of this, so appreciate that. We're continuing to watch the situation, but um, as soon as we know more, we'll pass it on to all of you. If you want to watch the live stream, and I will have some special announcements happening on the live stream today, so go to youtube.com slash host or twitch.tv slash host. And I also have another special announcement involving Naturals CBD Lotion. Just got the word today. Just went live Today, on their website at allnaturalcbd.org, you know how much I love this CBD lotion. Again, it comes in lavender or unscented, 250 milligrams of full-spectrum CBD or 500 milligrams. I always recommend just get the 500 milligrams, but you know what? I'm not going to do that anymore. Do you know why, Joe? Why, Casey? Because they have 1,000 milligrams now. Oh, boy. And if it's 1,000 milligrams, I'm all about that. So... If you go to allnaturalcbd.org right now, this was just launched today. You can get a 1,000 milligram all-natural CBD lotion in unscented right now. Your cost is merely $29.99, plus you get 10% off with my promo code. So it's a 1,000 milligrams. Now, the 500 milligrams works fantastic, but maybe you feel like you need a little bit more. A 1,000 milligrams is a great option for you. And it's, you know, something I, I keep having to mention this to my wife, too. You, you can't OD on this, okay? So you don't have to worry about easing into it. Um, you can go ahead and get the 500 milligram, the 250, or even the new 1,000 milligram if you would like. And you don't have to worry about, you know, that, that tolerance isn't making you sick or anything of that nature, okay? Um, now, some people don't need 1,000 milligrams. They get minor aches and pains. 250 will do them just fine. And 250 has worked well. On some of my stuff, I've grabbed it uh, by accident or when somebody snagged my 500 milligrams, and it works just fine. The 500 seems to work better for me, and I would assume that the 1,000 milligram all-new product over at uh, allnaturalcbd.org is going to work even better. And again, you get a discount by using my promo code KC10. Allnaturalcbd.org, promo code KC10. You can also pick any of these up at any local eCigWorks location. Again, my promo code still applies it is entirely up to you how you get it. I know some people don't want to go in, into a vape shop on their own 
and uh, they're uncomfortable. I get that. You have no reason to be uncomfortable. They are extremely professional, clean places. Uh, I absolutely love the one in Elkhart. I go there on a regular basis, and you don't have anything to worry about if you get them locally. But there's some people that, you know what, that's not their scene. They'd rather just get it online, and that's okay, too. Allnaturalcbd.org, promo code KC10, and get the brand new, just released today, 1,000 milligram unscented four-ounce bottle. All right, 574-2595-953. That's 2595-953. We have been talking. My audio is still queued up there. Mr. Yosef, we're talking about Pam Bondi. She gave her uh, statements yesterday as a part of Trump's legal team. By the way, I would like to remind everybody that Pam Bondi is not an old white guy. And I saw a lot of articles that said that Trump's legal team is only old white men. Yeah, she's not. (laughs) Not even remotely close. Um, I mean, I, I hate to assume, but I wouldn't care either way. So anyway, she went ahead and she opened up in the first one minute and 40 seconds of her testimony, if you will, yesterday. And she said, the Democrats don't want you to know that the allegations against Hunter Biden have credibility because if they do have credibility, their entire case falls apart. This is Pam Bondi continuing with her statement. But that's not what public records show. Here are just a few of the public sources that flagged questions surrounding this very same issue. The United Kingdom Serious Fraud Office, Deputy Assistant Secretary of State George Kent, Hunter Biden's former business associate, an ABC White House reporter, Good Morning America, ABC, The Washington Post, The New York Times, Ukrainian law enforcement, and the Obama State Department itself. They all raised this issue. We would prefer not to be talking about this. We would prefer not to be discussing this. But the House managers have placed this squarely at issue, so we must address it. Let's look at the facts. In early 2014, Joe Biden, our Vice President of the United States, led the United States foreign policy in Ukraine with the goal of rooting out corruption. According to an annual study published by Transparency International, during this time, Ukraine was one of the most corrupt countries in the entire world. In Ukraine, there's a natural gas company called Burisma. Burisma has been owned by an oligarch named Mykola Solchevsky. Here's what happened very shortly after Vice President Biden was made U.S. point man for Ukraine. His son, Hunter Biden, ends up on the board of Burisma, working for and paid by the oligarch Solchevsky. In February 2014, in the wake of anti-corruption uprising by the people of Ukraine, Zolchevsky flees the country, flees Ukraine. Zolchevsky, the oligarch, is well known. George Kent, the very first witness that the Democrats called during their public hearings, testified 
Solchevsky stood out for his self-dealings even among other oligarchs. House managers didn't tell you that. Ambassador Kurt Volkler, Volkler explained that Burisma had a, quote, very bad reputation as a company for corruption and money laundering, end quote. House managers didn't tell you that. Burisma was so corrupt that George Kent said he intervened to prevent USAID from co-sponsoring an, an event with Burisma. Do you know what this event was? It was a child's contest, and the prize was a camera. They were so bad, Burisma, that our country wouldn't even co-sponsor a children's event with Burisma. Now, that's just obviously a fraction of what she said. I just let it go about five minutes because I could play you this entire 31 minutes of what Pam Bondi had to say. And honestly, I think that there's a lot of people who may be on the fence about this or not really sure, you know, whether or not um, the defense of the president has a leg to stand on. They would listen to what Pam Bondi has to say. and They're going, wait a minute, what? I never heard that. I actually forgot about the Saudi Arabian angle. I totally I, I spaced on that. Again, this is just one of those stories where there's so many bits and pieces to it, you almost have to simplify it for everybody so they're not super confused. But I want you, I'm going to put it in the Daily Show prep today, you need to listen to what Pam Bondi had to say yesterday. And then you need to listen to Alan Dershowitz. And in the 5 o'clock hour today, I'm going to play you sound bites from Alan Dershowitz because he broke this down as really the only way um, who is widely regarded as the best attorney in the country could break it down. And he broke it down very well as a liberal Democrat protecting and defending the president of the United States against a very unconstitutional process that is taking place right now. And anybody can say anything they want about Adam Schiff, but Adam Schiff, every time he spoke, was caught red-handed lying to everybody. And he said things over and over again that had already been debunked, some of which he had already apologized for or claimed, no, 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 it was just satire. Okay, so if him lying about what the president said on that Zelensky call was just satire when he said it in the House, what was it when he just did it in the Senate impeachment hearing? Because he did it again. Was that satire too? Are you supposed to be doing satire when you're in an impeachment trial, Joe? Probably not. We've got a lot to cover today, though. So stay with us. Watch the live stream on YouTube and Twitch at Casey the Host. More coming up, 95.3 MNC. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Do want to thank our sponsor, r Car Company. And again, R&B Car Company has great specials on cars, trucks, SUVs, minivans, crossovers, even some motorcycles on the website. Go to rbcarcompany.com for special promotions and offers. Okay, the President of the United States has released his long-awaited Middle East peace plan. And of course, they're protesting in in uh, Gaza. Now, here's the thing, though. I want to... I've seen some people... Not people, but reporters, because they're not people, I guess. They are talking about, they're protesting the president's peace plan. Well, they were protesting before the plan was released. In fact, they've been protesting for weeks. Uh, So they were, they're just ramped up today. But they did that earlier today before the release of the peace plan. So they were protesting before they had any idea what was in it. What was that, um, 
was it the DNC? Who was it that sent out that form letter and they forgot to do the fill in the blank part of the form letter? Was that the DNC? I have to go back and look at that old story. They just sent it out automatically uh, to go ahead and attack uh, Republicans. It was hysterical. But anyway, U.S. President Donald Trump has presented his long-awaited Middle East peace plan. This is the BBC promising to keep Jerusalem as Israel's undivided capital. That's because it is. Anyway, he proposed an independent Palestinian state and the recognition of Israeli sovereignty over West Bank settlements. All right. So you've got a Palestinian state offer again. Now, they keep telling us that they just want their own state, and every time they've been offered their own state, they have refused to accept the deal. Standing alongside the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu at the White House, Trump said that his proposals could be the last opportunity for Palestinians. Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas dismissed the plans as a conspiracy. I I guess you don't want your own state, then. I say to Trump and Netanyahu, Jerusalem is not for sale. No, they're not buying it. They own it. (laughs) Technically, you would be the one trying to buy it because it's theirs. It's their, their always has been their property. Even when it wasn't their property for a short period of time, that doesn't count. Because remember, according to the Middle Eastern Palestinian argument, you got to go all the way back in history, hundreds of years, maybe even thousands of years to define ownership but you stopped the moment your people weren't on that land and the Israelites were. Because they, they don't count. Uh, let's see. Uh, and your deal, the conspiracy, will not pass, he said, in a televised address in the West Bank. Uh-huh. Well, I'll tell you what's in the actual deal coming up. But like I said, the Palestinians once again have been offered what they keep saying they want, which is their own state, and they are refusing to accept it. Because of Jerusalem, but you know, I, Israel's not going to give up their capital. It really is that simple. It's their historic capital. It was their capital before Palestinian people even existed. Remember, Rome invented the name Palestine. Okay, the Romans did that as an insult to the Israelites, and they named it after an ancient enemy that the Israelites eradicated. So the history on this is quite interesting, actually, if you ever have an opportunity to sit down and go over it. But uh, once again, the Palestinians straight up saying, no, no, not going to do it. No, you're offering us pretty much everything that we want. But yeah, we're not interested in that. So we're just going to keep protesting and blowing things up and attacking Israelis and uh, Americans who visit Israel and that sort of thing. We're just going to keep being terrorists. Why, Why not? We've got more coming up. I'll tell you what's in this deal beyond that right here on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Tuning in, News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I'm your host, Casey Hendrickson. Don't forget, you can watch the live stream by going to youtube.com slash Casey the host. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel while you are there. If you like anything that I do, just subscribe. Also, give it a thumbs up while you're there as well. If you don't like it, give it a thumbs down. I don't care. Just thumb it somehow. If you're on Twitch and you like the Twitch platform, you can also follow me or subscribe on Twitch at Casey the host. And we're just talking about the Middle East peace plan that the president and president of Israel, Netanyahu, have released. Of course, the Palestinians are protesting, although they were protesting before they knew what the deal was. 
And they continued protesting afterward, and uh, the president, Abbas, dismissed it, even though they were going to get their own country again. So here's what some of the proposals are. The U.S. will recognize Israeli sovereignty over territory that Mr. Trump's plan, uh, let's see, says is part of Israel. And the plan includes a conceptual map that Mr. Trump says illustrates the territorial comprises, compromises excuse me, that Israel is willing to make. So, again, Israel's always willing to give up some, but they retain the rest. And I want to remind everybody that Israel used to be a much smaller country until they were attacked. So, if you don't want to lose territory to a neighbor, don't invade them. Or make sure you win the war. I mean, there is that. The funny part about it is the Palestinians keep running around and going, Israel stole this land from us. It's like it's like the uh, the illegal immigrants and the Otsalan movement and things like that going, the U.S. stole this land from Mexico. No, no, we won it fair and square. And it was a conflict that we didn't even start. So the map will more than double the Palestinian territory and provide a Palestinian capital in eastern Jerusalem. See, they're still getting a capital in Jerusalem. All right. Where Mr. Trump says the U.S. would open an embassy. So not only is Palestine going to be its own country, they will be a larger country than they are now with landmass wise. I know they're not a country now, but I'm talking about landmass. And they will have a capital in Jerusalem and the U.S. will legitimize it by putting an embassy there. They've turned that down. The Palestinian Liberation Organization, the PLO, said Mr. Trump's plan would give Palestinians control over 15% of what is called historic Palestine. Uh, Yeah, but historic Palestine was invented by Rome. Historic Israel is way larger. Jerusalem will remain Israel's undivided capital. Both Israel and Palestinians hold competing claims on the Holy City. The Palestinians insist that eastern Jerusalem, which Israel occupied in the 67 Middle East War, uh, be the capital of their future state, which Trump said, okay, cool. An opportunity for Palestinians to achieve an independent state of their very own. Uh, Let's see. No Palestinians or Israelis will be uprooted from their homes, suggesting that existing Jewish settlements in the Israeli-occupied West Bank will remain. And again, if you didn't want to lose the West Bank, you shouldn't have started a war you lost. Israel will work with the king of Jordan to ensure that the status quo governing the key holy site in Jerusalem, known to Jews as the Temple Mount and Al-Haram Al-Sharif to Muslims, is preserved. So Jordan runs the religious trust, which administers the site right now, and they would continue to do that. All right. So basically, you have a third party making sure that the religious claims by both religions and both sides are respected. Uh, territory allocated to Palestinians and Mr. Trump's map will remain open and undeveloped for a period of four years. During that time, Palestinians can study the deal, negotiate with Israel, and achieve the criteria for statehood. So, the deal laid out gives Palestinians the state that they want, gives them more land than they have now, gives them a capital in eastern Jerusalem, legitimizes that capital by putting a U.S. embassy there, also allows... Four years for the Palestinians to look over the deal and make any counter negotiations with Israel about the terms of the deal. And then after that four years or during that four year period, Israel's not going to um, develop on any of those those areas that would be ceded to Palestine. And the Palestinians are basically doing one of these things. And on the live stream, I've got my middle finger up. They're saying, no, not going to do it. So once again, the Palestinians have been offered most of what they want. 
and they're saying, bleep you, we don't want any part of it, because it's all or nothing with them. You know why it's all or nothing with them? Because they want to kill all of the Jews. Brenda, welcome to the program. Thank you for taking my call, Casey. I wanted to point out something to you. Uh, back when Israel was first declared a state, they were uh, given a, a charter by the League of Nations, right. which later turned into the United Nations. And the amount of land that they received at that time was very, very large. And it was slowly whittled down because the Arabs pitched a fit, and Great Britain got scared and came in and whittled them down to sure. where Israel practically had nothing. They won back a lot of territory through war, and like you said, if they don't want to lose territory, don't start a fight with somebody. Yeah, Israel it, didn't start any of those conflicts. They're yeah, the ones that tried to eradicate Israel, and they lost the conflicts, and so Israel felt that they needed a buffer yeah. zone. Especially the Israelites, or, or the Jewish people. Anyway, the other point that I wanted to bring up was, until Israel was made or declared a state, the Palestinians didn't want any part of that land because it was swamp. Right. Everybody got sick that tried to live there, except for the Jews. And so the Palestinians went through. They didn't stop to stay. They went through. So back at that point in time, they didn't want the land. But they didn't want the Jewish people there either. But the Arabs came in and said, look, stay there, yeah. declare some title to and, the land, and we'll get these Israelites And I'm just running out, out of time, yeah. Brenda, but yeah, but anyway, you, okay, I, gotta, I gotta roll, appreciate it. But here's, here's the thing, I mean, it's, I know she loves to just keep going, but this all kind of started, there were people who lived there, obviously, or Palestinian, uh, but generally speaking, you know, this is, they're the ones that have constantly made the situation worse for themselves, and now they're refusing the best deal that they have had probably in, in my lifetime. More coming up on 95.3 MNC.